Hi, Mystery Recap here. Today I'm going to explain a science fiction film called Downsizing. Spoilers ahead. Watch out and take care. The movie begins in Edvardsen Institute, Norway. A group of scientists are researching a procedure of some sort. We see Dr. Jurgen and his colleague, Andreas, excitedly talk about an experiment that has been successful. The two hug in excitement. Cut to five years later. Andreas is presenting their study to an auditorium full of people in a convention center in Italy. He has a box with himself that he carefully sits on the podium. He then gives the audience a speech about the negative effects of global warming and scarcity of food and water it causes. He goes on to explain that their project will not just reduce global warming, but also solve the problem of scarcity of natural supplies. He says that this is the only practical and humane remedy to mankind's gravest problem. He then proceeds to reveal what is inside the box. The audience gasps when they see a tiny Dr. Jurgen in the box. He looks like any normal human being, but smaller in size. No one can believe their eyes. They stand up to get a better view of Dr. Jurgen. Dr. Jurgen asks everyone to take a seat. A tiny microphone stands in front of him and he starts speaking. He says that five years ago, he and his team developed a procedure that reduces all organic material to cellular level by a ratio of 2,744 to 1. Using this process, Dr. Jurgen had turned minuscule. The procedure was tested on a large number of plants and animals, and they have found out that the procedure is irreversible, but has no side effects at all. 36 volunteers joined Dr. Jurgen's team, and they have been living life as a small person ever since. The procedure only requires the removal of dental and other prosthetics. The person fully recovers after an hour or two after being turned small. They then bring out the 36 volunteers of the project, who are now small people. They have lived in the world's first small colony for the past four years. They have also birthed a little baby. The audience clapped in admiration. This is the biggest discovery in history. The concept of downsizing is now introduced. People from around the world watch the television in shock as they broadcast attractive advertisements about the discovery. They encourage everyone to go minuscule to save the planet and for a better life. Paul Safranek is one of the viewers. He watches the advertisement in awe. He goes home to his sick mother. She is the only person in Paul's life. She complains about the downsizing program, saying that the same energy must be put into finding the cure of her illness. It is now 10 years later, Paul's mother has long passed on. Paul now works as an occupational therapist and is married to his wife, Audrey Safranek. The couple is struggling financially. The two have to relocate to a new home because of their financial problems. Meanwhile, the downsizing program has become more and more popular through the years. Several minuscule colonies have been established throughout the world. 3% of the world has gone through downsizing and currently lives in those colonies. One day, the Safranex go to their high school reunion. There, they meet their old friends, Dave and Carol Johnson, who have downsized. After the reunion, they gather at a friend's house where the Johnsons boast about it being the best decision they have ever made in their life. They now live in a minuscule colony in New Mexico called the Leisureland. When Paul praises Dave for doing so much for the environment, Dave reveals that he only did it for the money. After downsizing, expenses drop by 90%. Dave used to be broke in Vegas, before they decided to downsize. Now, the two are going on a six-month trip to Italy and living their best life in a huge mansion. Interested in the miniature life, the following day, Paul and Audrey go to a Leisureland convention. There, a downsized man explains to them the benefits of being downsized. He shows them the house of his dreams right in front of him. The miniature house opens to reveal a luxurious interior. 
A woman is inside the house who boasts about her diamond jewelry that cost her only $83. Paul and Audrey are fascinated by the luxurious life of the miniatures. They then go to a viewing area, where they look over the leisureland. The colony is covered with nets to keep away mosquitoes and harmful UV rays. The couple watch in awe and decide that they too will downsize. They meet an agent who tells them that in Leisureland, their $152,000 is $12 million to live on. Paul and Audrey are stunned. Later, we see them selling their belongings in a yard sale so that they can sell everything and live as miniatures. Later that day, they meet at a pub where their friends and family wish them goodbye. Later that night, the two keep their rings in a box to be brought to their miniature house when they relocate. The following day, they drive to the Leisureland convention where they will undergo downsizing. However, Audrey seems to be doubtful of the decision. The two are separated in the waiting room. Paul is taken for the procedure before Audrey. They are told that they will meet after the procedure, when they are already downsized. At the beginning of the procedure, they shave Paul's head and eyebrows off as those cannot be downsized. Then they change him into hospital gowns, and sedate him to trim all the hair on his body. They do the same to several other men beside Paul. Since downsizing cannot be performed with dental prosthetics, they perform a dental surgery on everyone and remove the prosthetic teeth. They are then taken to the incubation hall where the downsizers are kept naked. The doors to the hall close. After some time, it opens and we see everyone inside has been downsized. Now, they are scooped up gently with a spatula and put into miniature beds. Then, they are handed down to small nurses from the Leisureland. Their dental prosthetics are put back into their cavity. Finally, the procedure is done and the newly downsized people are sent to rest. When Paul wakes up, he is alone in the waiting room. A nurse greets him. She also gives him a huge cracker as a gift. He asks for Audrey's whereabouts, so the nurse goes to look for her. She comes in with a phone some time later. Audrey speaks from the other end. She frantically tells Paul that they shaved her head and eyebrows. Then we see a bald Audrey with only one eyebrow at the airport. Paul is shocked as it turns out that Audrey ran away as they started shaving her eyebrows, she has decided to not downsize at the very last moment. The two yell at each other through the phone. Paul is now alone in the new city of miniatures. He is guided to his luxury mansion but he now has to live there alone. It is now a year later. Paul has divorced Audrey and settled into a new apartment. He had anticipated an easy life but the divorce settlement took away half of his assets. He currently works in a call center and is dating a girl named Kristen. One night, they are in Paul's room having dinner when Paul's upstairs neighbor, Dusan, comes in to inform him that he is holding a party. Later, Kristen and Paul break up, prompting him to attend Dusan's party. Paul has the time of his life. He kisses a random girl and accepts a pill from her. The drug starts to take Paul over and he enjoys himself the whole night. The following morning, he wakes up under a table at Dusan's apartment. The cleaning workers arrive. One of the workers who limps, catches Paul's eyes since he is an occupational therapist. He asks her to sit down, and helps her with her prosthetic legs. Paul recognizes the worker as Nok Lan Tran, a Vietnamese political activist who was jailed and downsized against her will. Nok Lan's story was broadcasted worldwide then, but eventually it died down. Nok Lan takes Paul to her neighborhood to check on people there, even though he is a physical therapist and not a doctor. Paul sees that the place she lives is in extreme poverty, even though they are miniatures. There, Paul helps Nok Lan with her prosthetic leg but accidentally breaks it. As a result of his screw-up, Nok Lan makes him do her cleaning job until her new prosthetic legs arrive. Paul goes to work with Nok Lan every day and does the cleaning for her. They collect the leftover food from the people they work for, and bring it back to Nok Lan's community to distribute it between the pores. Paul sees the good in Nok Lan.
Even though she is suffering herself, she doesn't forget to help other people in her community. One day, Nock Lan gets a cleaning job at Doosan's. Doosan is surprised to see Paul working as a cleaner, and makes fun of him. Paul informs him that he has to do this for next six weeks to a month. Seeing his friend suffer, Doosan decides to help him. He offers Paul a chance to get away by joining him and his friend, Joris Conrad, in going to Norway, where the first small community was created. However, Nock Lan insists that she wants to go too, because she was called by the doctor who started this all, Dr. Jurgen. The doctor too lives in the same colony, and wanted to meet Nock Lan because of her heroic protests in Vietnam. The boys almost do not believe her, but they eventually leave for Norway. Cut to a few days later, all of them are traveling in a fjord in Dusen's yacht. They suddenly encounter Dr. Jurgen and his wife in their own yacht going to the colony as well. Nockland finally meets Dr. Jurgen, who apologizes to her because his procedure was used wrongfully on her. There, the group is informed about the methane release in Antarctica that will increase global warming by a vast percentage. This cannot be stopped, and because of mass overpopulation, the human race will eventually become extinct in 100 years. The downsizing was made to reduce the possibility to some extent, but only 3% of the whole world is downsized. Dr. Jurgen is devastated that his creation was too late to save the world. The damage is irreversible. Later, Nock Lan and Paul are together in her cabin. Paul checks her legs. One thing leads to another, and they end up having sex. The following morning, they finally reach the first colony. It is a tiny village where people live in harmony. They are welcomed wholeheartedly. There, the villagers have created a large vault inside a mountain to insulate the colony and preserve humanity in the event of an extinction. The whole village, along with Dr. Jurgen and his wife, plan to go inside the vault the following day. Inspired by Dr. Jurgen's words, Paul too wants to go with the colony. He feels as though he was brought there for a reason. So, when Nock asks him to come back with her, he denies. Dusan and Joris too are returning back to their home. It is now the following day, a few hours before everyone migrates to the vault. Nock asks Paul if he had sex with her because he pities her. Paul replies that he really cares about her, but the vault gives his life a purpose. The time finally comes, Paul says his farewell and goes into the vault while the other three stand outside. However, Paul changes his mind midway, he likes Nock too much to leave for the vault. He comes back and hugs her. Soon, a vault's door closes forever. The four of them return to Leisureland. Back there, Nock and Paul live their lives together while helping the people of Nock's community, living in slums. Subscribe for more videos like this, turn on notifications, and leave a like to help the channel out. Thank you for watching.